0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore. Welcome to another episode of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based on 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph and Christ Jesus. As always, I want you to make this confession. I win. It's a simple one. Say it. I win. Come on. Let's add some words. I win now. Come on. Let's say that again. I win now. Let's add another word. I win now and I win all the time because I'm in Christ. Amen. Well, listen, this is test day. Every teacher gives tests. We study and we we learn and hopefully we grow. But there is a time where we have to take a test so that we can evaluate where we are. Are. So I want you to get your pen, your pad, your your uh, mobile device, whatever you're using, computer, whatever. And I want you to prepare. We're talking on uh, speak the truth. This is our second episode, and it's just two episodes in this series. Speak the truth. In episode one, we talked about the difference between facts and truth. We talked about the difference between facts and truth. And we said that is your choice. It is your choice whether you choose to operate off facts or choose to operate on truth. Now, I want to give you a summary statement of facts and a summary statement of truth, and this will be Uh, A summary, quick summary of what we talked about last week, and then we'll get into today's lesson. Now, listen to this. Facts are circumstantial evidence that when believed and received as the final word limits believers to societal, statistical, and stereotypical standards. I'll say that again. Facts are circumstantial evidence that, when believed and received as the final word, limits believers to societal, statistical, and stereotypical standards. On the other hand, truth is God's word, which, when believed, and acted upon, takes believers out from under the world's jurisdiction with its restrictions and limitations. I give that to you again. Truth is God's word, which when believed and acted upon, takes believers out from under the world's jurisdiction with its restrictions, and limitations. Now, that's a brief summary of what we talked about. So, today is test day. This is the time that we evaluate where we are, what we've learned. Okay. I'm going to give you four sets of questions. Four four questions, four sets. Each will account uh, for 25% of the test. 50% you you don't pass. 75% you're passing the class. 100% you get excellent marks, okay? Now, I want to start off by giving a power statement, a power statement, and then I'm going to give you a question that's going to permeate all through the test. Now, here's the statement, we speak what we see. That's a simple statement, we speak what we see. Now, I want you to say that behind me. We speak what we see. Now, here's the question that I'm going to be asking all through the test. I'm going to be asking this question throughout the test. Now, it's an open book test. It's, a, it's an integrity test. You're going to be grading your own paper, just going to be between you and God in terms of how you, uh, you, you see, God I don't know whether you call somebody or text somebody and ask somebody a question. No, you're going to take the test, and then I want you to send me your score. Send your score in. Now, here's the statement. What do you see? that's the statement. What do you see? That's the question. The statement is, we speak what we see. That's the statement. That is the power statement. I want you to think about that throughout the test. We speak what we see. That's the statement, the power statement. The question the relevant question, the question that will go throughout the uh, test will be, what do you see? What do you see? Now, listen at this. Here's the, here's the first question. I'm going to give you a statement, then i ask you the question. Some people see giants. Some people see God. Some people, they see giants. Other people, they see God. Now, in Numbers 13, verse 31 and 33, um, this whole chapter in verse 13, Numbers 13, has to do with God instructing Moses to send 12 spies to spy out the land. Ten of those spies came back with what the Bible calls an evil report, a report of unbelief, and then two of those spies came back with a good report. Now let's listen to Numbers 13, verse 31 through 33. But the men that went up with him said, these are the ten spies, We be not able to go up against the people. We be not able to go up against the people. For they, the people, are stronger than we. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Now notice, these ten spies... They saw people. They saw they. They saw giants. People, they, giants. So some people, they see giants. They see they, giants, they. Now, uh, other people, they see God. The two spies that has seen the same territory, the same land, the same inhabitants. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 7 and 8, it says, the land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring uh, us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Now, if you read the rest of the, the text on, in Numbers 14, they said the enemy will be bred for us. Let us rise up and overcome it. Now, when you look at the text that I read, it's obvious that they saw what the ten spines saw, but what they focused on was God, God. God. So here's the question. Here's the question. And this is the first question. It's going to count for 25%. What do you see? Or who do you see? Do you see people, they, giants, or do you see God? Now, remembrance and integrity, question. Do you see people? Is it people that you see? Do you see people that are more intelligent than you are? People who are more educated than you are? Do you see people who are more gifted than you are? Do you see people who have greater advantages then you have, do you see people who are more prosperous? Do you see people who are against you? Do you see people who have hurt you? Do you see people who are hurting you? Do you see people who are stopping you? Do you see white people? Are they your problem? Do you see black people? Are they your problem? Is it the Hispanics that are your problem? Is it the Asian Americans that are your problem? Who do you see? Who are you focusing on? I didn't ask you who you should be looking at. I asked, who do you see? So what do you see? What do you see? Do you see people and they? Is that your focus? People and they. People and they. It was your parents that hindered you. It was your father who left you. Do you see people and they and giants, or do you see God? Now, to give you a moment to think about it, that's worth 25%. Now, second question, and I'll set the question up. Some people see walls... Other people see victories. Some people see walls. Other people see victory. Now, over in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, in the traditional King James, verse 1 says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. The reason why none came out and none came in, none went out and none came in, is because of the wall. It was a Thick wall. Tradition has it that the wall was so thick that they rode chariots on top of the wall. The wall was keeping the people from going out, and the wall was keeping the people from coming in. The wall, the wall. But in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2, the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Now notice what God says. Thick wall standing up there. Thick, huge wall. People lived on the wall. They lived in the wall. They had activities on top of the wall. The wall was that thick. But God said to Joshua, now Joshua, see, see, What do you see? See that I have given. Now the wall is still up, but he says, see that I have given. See that I have given you Jericho. I've given you the city. The king, I've given you the authority. And the mighty men of valor, I've given you all the enemy soldiers. He says, see that while the wall is standing up. Now, some people see walls, they see roadblocks, they see things in their way that are hindering, keeping them from being successful and advancing and going forward. Now, other people see victory. So the question is, the second question is, what do you see? because we speak what we see. Now, I I, I meant to say something, so I'm going to go back to the, the first question, and then I'll come back to this one. I meant to help you a little bit in evaluating whether you see giants, they, them, or you see God, The way you know what you're seeing is what you're talking about. What you're talking about. In other words, if you're talking about people, them, they, then that's what you see because we speak what we see. Now, in this second question, how do I know whether I'm looking at walls. or oh, I'm looking at victory. Well, you know by what you're saying, because we speak what we see. So do you see walls? Do you see, what do you see? Do you see your lack of education? Do you see your lack of training? What do you see? Do you see that you don't have enough money. Is that what you see? I lack money. What do you see? Do you see your skin color? Do you see no support? What do you see? Do you, are you, what do you see? Do you see your test score It's not enough? Do you see your GPA? What, what are you looking at? What, 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 what are you looking at? What do you see? Do you see the fact that you're female? Is that the wall? Are you single? Is that the wall? What's blocking you? What, what, what's standing in your way? What's keeping you from advancing in life? What do you see? Do you see walls, things that are hindering you, or do you see victory? Remember, we speak what we see. That's 25% of the test. Let's go to the third test question. Some people see storms and other people see on the other side. Some people see storms. Other people see on the other side of the storm. So what do you see? Do you see the storm? Do you see the other side of the storm? Let's, let's look at a text. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 24, one day, he and his disciples, referred to Jesus, got in a boat, and a terrible storm came up suddenly on the lake. Water poured in, and they were about to capsize. They woke Jesus, Master, Master, we're going to drown. That's Luke 8, 22 through 24. It is, that's the Message Bible. It is obvious... That they were looking at the storm. Now, in that same chapter, Luke chapter eight, verse uh, Luke chapter eight twenty five, it says, "Getting to his feet, he Jesus told the wind silence and the waves quiet down, and they did it. The lake became smooth as glass." Then he said to the disciples, why can't you trust me? Luke 8.25 in the Message Bible. Now, in Luke 8.22, Jesus had said, let us cross the lake. In other words, let's go to the other side. So even though there was a storm, Jesus saw beyond the storm he saw the other side of the storm. Now, the disciples, they saw the storm. They saw the, the effects of the wind. They saw the dark clouds. They saw the, the waves and the rain pouring into the boat. They saw the boat filling up. It looked like it was going to capsize. That's what They saw. They saw the storm, and that's what some people do. They see the storm. Jesus was in the same boat, in the same situation, and he saw the other side of the storm. So what? Here's the third question. What do you see? Do you see the storm? Do you see the trouble? Do you see the sickness? Do you see the financial challenges you're in? Do you see the marital challenge you're facing? Do you see the problems you're having or the challenges you're having with your children? Is it a teen situation? What do you see? Do you see a lack of provision? To Is it a job problem? What do you see? Is it your business? What are you looking at? What do you see? Is it the coronavirus? Is it COVID-19? Is it the isolation? What do you see? What do you see? What's framing your, your world right now? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Are you talking about the other side or are you talking about the storm? What we speak, what we see. That's how you know whether or not you see the storm or whether you see the other side by what you're saying. We speak what we see. So what do you see? What do you see? What's dominating your vocabulary? What's dominating your speech? We speak what we see. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Are you talking about everything that's going on right now? Or are you talking about the on the other side? Are you on the other side? Do you see the other side? Or are you talking the other side? Or everything right now is dominating you. Dominating you. Everything right now. What do you see? That's 25%. That's 25%, let's stop for a minute. How you doing? How you doing? Remember, if you only get 25%, you flunk. If you only get 50%, you flunk. If you get 75%, you pass. And if you get 100%, you're excellent. You're flowing. What do you, what do you see? Come on, talk to me. Talk to me, what do you see? How you doing on this test? Do you need this next test to make it up? Do you you really got to have this one to make it up? Okay. Here's the fourth question. Some people see age. Other people see the promise. Some people see age. Other people see the promise. That's the fourth question. What do you see? Do you see age? age, your age, or do you see the promise? What do you see? What do you see? Now, in Luke chapter 1, uh, verse 18, it's a New Living Translation says, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I am an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Now, in this story, this text, Zechariah was a priest, and his wife Elizabeth, he and his wife had been praying for a child. They wanted a child. They really wanted a child. And they had stood for years and prayed about that for years. And then in in, uh, verse uh, 13, Luke 1:13 in the New Living Translation, the angel appeared while Zechariah was ministering in the in uh, the temple. And the angel said to him, Zechariah, the Lord has heard your prayer. You and your wife Elizabeth is gonna have a son, and you're to call his name John. He you're gonna be so happy, Zechariah. And he's going to bring you great joy, and he's going to do great kingdom exploits. He's going to be a great, he's going to be like Elijah. What you pray for, and then ha, ha, God has heard you. And listen at his reply. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? Now, listen at at the New Living Translation. I am an old man, listen, now. I am old man now. And my wife also is well along in years now. Now, if you ever read this story, and it'd be good to read it, the angel shut Zechariah's mouth until the child was born because he didn't believe the promise. Zechariah, He saw his age. Now, there's another uh, young girl. Some people believe she was in her her teens. Her name was Mary. The angel appeared to Mary, who was a virgin at the time, and told Mary she was going to have a child, and the child was going to be God with us. And Mary asked a question, well, you know, I'm not married. So how is this going to happen? And God told her that the Holy Spirit would come on her and she will have a child. Mary responded, Luke 138, New Living Translation. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you said about me come true be it to me as you will. Notice her. Mary saw the promise. Zechariah saw his age. Now, if you're a student, you may be asking, well, what was the difference? They both asked questions. Zechariah asked a question. Mary asked a question. What was the difference? Well, the difference, in, in one was a challenge. The other was a legitimate question. God doesn't mind us asking legitimate questions. But Zechariah wasn't just asking a question. He was challenging what God had said. He said that I'm an old man now. In other words, it's too late for that. So the question is, what do you see? And remember, what you see is what you're going to say. We speak what we see what do you see? Do you see age? Is that what you're thinking and what you're saying, age? Do you think you're too old to have the business, too old to have the house, too old to have the family? Do you think, t- is it too late for you? Is it too late for you to have? Is it too late for you to do? Is it too late? What do you think is too late for you to pursue it? You know, I, I got over into that age thing, too. I'm 65 years old, and some years ago, I was at a More Than Conqueror's Faith Church, and Prophetess Nita Bonham was the speaker. I didn't know her. She didn't know me. I was just there to, to, to support Pastor Steve and be a part of the meeting. She got through preaching She looked over at me and called me out. And she said to me, the Lord wants you to know. He wants you to stop telling him your age. He knows how old you are. Well, you know, she read my mail because I had been talking to the Lord about it because the Lord has said a lot of things to me. And thank God, a lot of the things God has said to me has come to pass, but there are some things that has not come to pass yet. And I'll bring it up, you know, I'm old, I'm, I'm getting older now, you know, and, you know, I'm getting older. I'm reminding God on a regular basis about my age. What I was looking at, what I was seeing was my age. I was not looking at the promise. I was not meditating on the promise. I was meditating on my age. So let me ask you a question. This is the last question. What do you see? Whether it's spiritual, something that God promised you, whether it's social, a relationship that God promised you, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a business, whether it's a family, what is it? Is it marriage? What is it? What is it that God has promised you, but you're looking at your age? What do you see? Do you see the promise? Do you see your age? Remember, we speak what we see, and that's how you know what you're looking at by what you are saying. Do you ever... Speak out the promise. Do you say it in your mouth? or have you thrown your journal away. Maybe you don't even keep a journal. I keep a journal. And I go to my journal. I look at my journal from time to time, and it is a part of my confession. So are you saying what God said, or you've, you've backed up and thought, well, it's too late? Have you told God that he, he's too late? What do you see? Now, four sets of questions. I give you some time to grade your paper, but I'm going I'm to conclude this by giving you some important things. It is important that you and I look beyond the natural. We have to look beyond the natural in uh, Genesis 13 14 through 15 Genesis 13 14 through 15 the Lord said to Abram after lot was separated from him lift up your uh, lift now your eyes and look from the place where you are he said lift up your eyes Abram and look from where you are northward southward eastward westward, For all the land which you see, to thee will I give it. That's Genesis 13, 14 through 15 in the King James Version. We must look beyond the natural boundaries, look beyond the natural limitations. And we do that by focusing on what God promised us. What have God promised you? What has he promised you? We look at the promise. You know, the truth of the matter is oftentimes when when I've began to look at the natural, it's because I hadn't been focused on my journal or I hadn't been in the Word like I should have been. If you're not in the Word, spending quality time in the Word, you're going to See what's going on in the natural. You're going to focus on it, and it's going to flow out of your mouth. What is the common denominator in all the four questions that I gave you? Giants, God. Walls, victory. Storm, other side of the storm. Age, promise. In each one of those questions... Scenarios, the common denominator is that God had given a promise. God had said something. God told the nation of Israel in Numbers 13, I've given you the land. God told Joshua, I've given you Jericho. Jesus told the disciples, let's go to the other side. God had had said to Zechariah, you're going to have a child. His name is going to be Johnny. This is going to happen. In each one of those cases, and God spoke to Mary about Jesus, each one of those cases, a promise was given. Now, listen at this. What we see is what we will say. And what we say is what we will have according to Jesus, Mark eleven twenty three. Therefore I say unto you, what things shall be you do? Des- I say unto you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, "Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea," and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, Jesus said he'll have whatsoever he says. What we see is what we're gonna speak. And what we speak consistently is what we're going to experience. So how do you do on the test? How did you you do on the test? Did Did you get one out of four? That's 25%. Did you get two out of four? That's 50% did you get three out of four? At 75%, did you get all four? That's 100%, did you not answer one? Did you get one right? How did you do on the test? Remember, it's an integrity test. A lot of times in church, we just say the right thing. We say what we're supposed to say. But the question is, what do you see? And I want you to think about that. I want you to go back and listen to this lesson. What do you See. Now, I I do have a couple of questions. What if you see something that is truly beyond your abilities and you really question if it's for you? Well, you know, that's a good question. Now, I'm going to read the question again. What if you see something that is truly beyond your abilities and you really question? if is for you. Now, it, I, that that is a multi-layered question, multi-layered, and it's a wonderful question. Well, think about it. If what you see is within your ability, it's within your ability, you don't need God. You don't need God if it's within your ability. Right now, to be honest with you, I know you're going to get technical on me. I know you're going to get technical on me because God gave me the strength. But really right now, I don't have to pray about this water. I don't have to pray God give me a, a, a swallow of water. I don't have to pray about that. It's already within my ability. I already, It's already here. See, we're not called to live in the realm of our ability. We're called to live a supernatural life. What if you see something that is truly beyond your ability, and you really question if it's for you? If you're questioning it, because it's beyond your ability. Now, listen at the question now. Listen to what I'm saying. If you're questioning it because it is beyond your ability, then you don't have a full understanding of faith, okay? That's not a put down. You can go to our, the app. We got boot camp faith. We got next level faith because everything You know, my wife and I was talking about how God has blessed us. She was sitting out on the the deck and just looking at the house that God had blessed us with. And and she was just thankful. You know, really, to be honest with you, we're thankful because the house, the car, everything, where we are was all beyond our ability. It was all beyond our ability. when I think about the church, we didn't have $16 million to build a dome debt free. We didn't have $26 million to build an activity center. We didn't have the, we didn't have the ability to Get 140 acres of land that we have now. We didn't have that. That was all beyond our ability. That's the beauty of being a Christian is that we have the capacity to live beyond our ability because God lives in us by his spirit. We have his word. We have faith in him. And God said to me this year, this years ago, there's nothing you can't accomplish with your faith. And I say that to you right now. There's nothing you can't accomplish with your faith. Most things that God talked to you about is going to be beyond your ability because he wants you to trust him. And we've got multitudes of testimonies. I can I can name hundreds of people who would testify to the fact that they are walking or experiencing something that was beyond their ability. Great question. How can you stop thinking about present day problems, especially when people are hurting? Listen, the, I'm not teaching to not have empathy and I'm not teaching to not have compassion. That's not what I'm teaching. People are going to always be hurting, when the pandemic is over, people will be hurting. People was hurting before the pandemic. There were sick people before the pandemic. There were p- broke people before the pandemic. There were lost people before the pandemic. Listen, there were Always be people that are hurting. So we're not saying ignore hurting people. What I'm saying to you is you focus on what God says and not everything that's going around you. We're not saying deny it, but I'm saying you can overcome it. You can, you can, you can go. Through it. You can get on the other side of it by faith in God. That's all I'm teaching. Have faith in God and you can overcome anything that you face. Faith in God, you can accomplish anything you want to accomplish. That's what I'm teaching. I'm not teaching ignore people as a church. We're helping people in my own personal life. I'm helping people, but that's not my focus. My focus is not on people being hurt. My focus is on me winning so I can help the people who are hurting. If you don't win, you can't help people who are hurting. That's what I'm communicating. Um, And you stop thinking about present day problems, you're always going to have problems. So I'm not saying, I'm not talking fantasy, ignore the problem. I'm talking about If you focus on the word, the truth, then the truth will change the facts. That's the problems that you're experiencing. And that's what I'm communicating today. And I trust, I think that's my last question. I trust that you were blessed today and we'll begin something new next time. Love you.